Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The following is a CA original. This is 125 North Main, a podcast covering the stories at Memphis City Hall, as reported on by Ryan Poe. Paul Young is Housing and Community Development Director of Memphis, installed in January 2016. Yes. Um, Paul, thank you for being here. Glad to be here. We're, we're going to talk about a new project. Uh, Memphis is going to is looking at building a, an aquarium and riverfront cultural center. Before we do that, though, there's some other big news uh, related to the riverfront. Um, riverfront Development Corporation uh, President Benny Linderman announced his retirement yesterday. Yeah. Uh, was, was that unexpected, Paul? Um, yeah, it was unexpected. I didn't know it was coming, but I know he's had a, a long career in government and civil service, and so he's done great things for the city, and so uh, sad to see him go, but we're excited about the future of the Riverfront Development Corporation. Obviously, there are a lot of uh, things that are going to be happening over the next five years. Uh, the, ga- the I, I was trying to say studio gang. The studio gang report yeah. uh, that came out a few months ago, uh, that laid out a really ambitious uh, a, a layout for projects that we think will really change and activate uh, the riverfront for the city. And I know that RDC will play an important role of bringing those things to fruition. And Benny Linderman is 65, so he's he's at retirement age. He, so. he, he, he's, no done, to... he's done his time. Yeah. So uh, I know that he's excited about the next chapter, and uh, we're going to be rooting for him, and I know he'll have a transition period. And so mm-hmm. uh, I think the organization will be in good hands. Uh, I think spring of next year is when he's officially stepping down. Yeah. Um, any word on who's going to replace him yet? Any no. ideas about that? I hadn't heard anything on, on on replacement. I'm sure there'll be a process for uh, identifying that replacement. But as I mentioned, RDC has a lot of things to get done over the next couple of years. And uh, we're excited about the future of the organization and the future of Memphis and the riverfront. Yeah. Speaking about the future of the riverfront, um, you announced to city council uh, Tuesday that we are going to be building a, a huge uh kind of redevelopment of Mud Island. Uh, t- tell me a little bit about what exactly is planned and yeah. uh, and walk me through the project, what, what it's like. So, so what we talked about on Tuesday was uh, an ambitious plan to uh, redevelop Mud Island as a uh, center for freshwater sciences and a, an aquarium museum. Um, and what that means is that uh, there are portions of Mud Island that are excellent. Uh, there's a, an excellent museum that's there. We want to build upon the great things that are on Mud Island today and add some assets that will be uh, tourist attractions, but also uh, things that Memphians can visit and be proud of. Um, and so when we talk about um, Mud Island, if you can just envision um, the mock-up of the Mississippi River uh, that goes from uh, the headwaters uh, far up north all the way down to the Gulf of Mississippi, Gulf of uh, Mexico. Mm-hmm. Um, when uh, we look at this aquarium, we're uh, going to do it in a linear fashion where it actually follows that mock-up of the Mississippi River. And so uh, if you can imagine um, the 
aquarium would actually be elevated above the mock-up of the Mississippi River. And the reason is because we want there to be a public realm uh, where you don't have to pay to go and experience the mock-up of the Mississippi River. We would make improvements to uh, the river park around it. Um, And with the aquarium, you would have uh, various freshwater tanks that mimic uh, the habitats that you would have on uh, different portions of the Mississippi River. So in the northern uh, section, for instance, you would have the same types of wild aquatic wildlife that you would have in that portion of the Mississippi River. Um, And as you work your way down uh, through uh, the Mississippi River, you'll see different habitats. And when you get to the Gulf of Mexico, that's where you would have a saltwater aquarium. And that is, uh, if you've seen the images, that's where you see the large, iconic new structure uh, that would be um, uh, about 250 feet uh, structure that uh, includes various different tanks. And on top of that structure would be an aviary, which is uh, an area for birds. Um, And we want to capture the fact that 60 percent of the species of North American birds use the Mississippi River as the flyway to go south. Um, And so capturing that as part of uh, the project, we see it as a way to include education, uh, to make it a tourist attraction, but um, also it's Memphis being Memphis. Um, as I mentioned during our city council uh, session, nobody in the country can be Memphis better than Memphis. And so uh, we want to honor that and we want to uh, capitalize on that opportunity. I noticed uh, within Aquarium uh, in the plans that they said that y'all said that there was a an expert that y'all had been relying on. Yeah. For a lot of this, who who was that? And uh, so so yeah. the, the expert um, is Peter Shamaya, um, and I can't spell his name. I know I know how to spell Peter, but I think Shamaya C H E R M E Y E F F. But Peter has done um, aquariums across the world. He actually did the one in in Chattanooga. Um, he's done them in Spain and on Northeast, all over the. The, the world. And so um, he's actually given us a lot of confidence that this is something that we can do. Uh, one of the things that he's also been working with us on is developing a operating pro forma, because what the last thing we want is to have uh, this big, shiny project that um, looks good on paper and it looks good for the opening. But five years later, it's not successful. Mm-hmm. And based on his expertise and what he's seen uh, throughout his experiences, he feels very strongly that this would be very competitive, um, that it could draw a significant amount of people. The one in Chattanooga draws about 600,000 people a year. Uh, He feels like we would be somewhere in the range of a million per year just based on uh, our geography and what's around us within a reasonable drive. Um, And so even if it was 500,000 per year, which is less than Chattanooga, the project would still break even. Um, And so we feel like we have something that's going to be competitive and we'll be able to attract uh, some private investment. So I talked about the Mud Island side, um, but I did mention the pedestrian bridge, which is also a significant part of this project. Uh, I mentioned that we uh, would like to keep a public realm in the Mud Island River Park. And, and part of that public realm is to add some connectivity. Um, and so the idea is right around that Gulf of Mexico mock up on the Mississippi River, uh, there would be a pedestrian bridge that connects over to the uh, mainland, so to speak. 
and it would come in right at Monroe. Um, and as you know, Monroe is the uh, space where we uh, would like to see um, the cultural center slash Brooks Museum, should they uh, choose to go there, uh, take place. And so uh, we're excited about that opportunity because it would add so much synergy uh, to downtown. Uh, yep. We have um, the um, Cossett Library, which is just across the uh, street on Monroe. And so the idea is to create a civic plaza on Monroe where that bridge comes in, uh, in between um, the uh, cultural center and the Cossett Library. And that gives us a new public space uh, for events and just a place for Memphians and tourists and everybody to uh, appreciate. And the Brooks Museum would also move to that location, I believe, right? Right, right. That's that's what, what I'm calling the cultural center is uh, the location that uh, Brooks has expressed interest in. And we are certainly uh, hopeful that that will work out. If, if that does work out, would Brooks be one tenant among several or how, how would that kind of work out? With I mean, that's still to be determined, but uh, my thinking is that it would be one tenant and that there would be uh, a structure uh, that Brooks would occupy and they would have space for uh, their growth and expansion and things that they can't do in their current footprint. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that uh, part of the big plan is is to bring more Memphians downtown as well, right? Uh, and I guess this would do that. Absolutely. I mean, it adds um, more daytime activities for Memphians to do downtown. Um, there are things to do downtown for families and things of that nature, but this just adds a whole nother realm uh, of activity um, that we believe will be helpful for our community. And I believe that this is economic development. When we talk about improving quality of life in our city, uh, these are the types of things that you have to invest in for the rest of the world to know that you care about your community. And so um, it's, it's just as much about economic development as it is about quality of life. When you say the rest of the world, do you mean Amazon? <laughs> them too but but i don't just mean amazon i think yeah. whether or not we get amazon i think that we as a community uh, owe it to our residents to put our best foot forward to do everything we can uh, to make this space better uh, you know we've been framing a lot of these improvements as part of this bicentennial gateway project and so we're uh, coming upon our 200th year of of existence in the city of memphis and so as we look to what this third century looks like. We have Memphis 3.0, which is underway, where we're uh, thinking strategically about how we want to grow and how we want our city to look. Uh, the Bicentennial Gateway is a series of projects that we believe uh, will help transform uh, the the trajectory of this city uh, in, a, in a great way. And so it's the gateway to the city. When you're coming over that uh, Arkansas-Mississippi Bridge, Mississippi River Bridge, we want you to see something fantastic that makes you want to pull off the interstate and come and hang out here in Memphis. Hmm. I, now, I think a lot of people are excited about the project. The only criticism I've heard is on the financial end of it, mm-hmm. that this is, you know, there's been a lot of criticism of Beale Street Landing, you know, just kind of these right. high dollar projects. Right. Um, what, what would you say to those people? Um, why why does, do it, does Memphis deserve this project? I would say that I completely understand their perspective. Um, I, I've heard that about uh, other projects which may have costed more than we thought it would cost on the front end. I've also heard criticism with regards to why don't we invest these funds in another way and uh, why don't we address neighborhoods and my response is we need to do both. We don't need to not do this project because we have other needs in our community and the the thing that I think people should understand is that the tool that we are using to pay for this wouldn't allow us to spend these funds in any other way. 
Um, and so these are sales tax dollars that would have otherwise gone to the state of Tennessee. Right now, we can only spend those funds on three things. Those three things are the Pinch District, uh, the Convention Center, and Bass Pro Shops. Uh, we believe that we have enough uh, money to pay for what we need on those areas and do more. And so if you can do more, why not do more? Um, and so uh, we've talked a lot about these three, pro- these two projects, Riverfront and Mud Island. Um, but it also includes using TDZ funds, which is the source that I'm talking about, using those funds for other improvements like uh, things around uh, Tom Lee Park and uh, smaller things that are going to continue to improve the public realm. And so I just think it makes sense for us to use these dollars wisely, because if we don't use them by 2031, they revert back to the state of Tennessee. Now, I believe I remember you saying that there's $11 million in the surplus Correct. right now for the TDZ, for the tourism development. Zone, um, is is that going to be enough? Is the TDZ the TDZ can only go so far? How are right. we going to allocate the money between all those projects? Yeah, so so there's 11 million right now that we have the surplus, and over the next 14 years, we have about 100 million that would be surplus uh, beyond what our existing uh, debt commitments are. Um, so um, we have about $100 million that we know we have today. Uh, when you look at the financial analysis that says how much will the TDZ grow as a result of new projects, things like Service Master moving downtown makes a significant difference because that means you have 1,200 new employees spending money every day and every dollar that they spend contributes to the TDZ. Same thing with St. Jude when they add 3,000 employees those people come downtown and they're spending money. And so as we look at other uh, growth in the TDZ, it's expected to grow uh, by another $100 million uh, just by virtue of all of the things that are planned. And so we believe that with the funds that we will gain uh, through uh, those projects, that we will have enough uh, to at least catalyze projects. Now, it's not going to pay for the pool. If you looked at the numbers from the other day, the the um, the aquarium and all of the river park improvements is roughly $156 million. Uh, if you look at the uh, Brooks piece, I think it was somewhere in the 80 to $100 million range. Um, and so there will the TDZ is not going to pay for all of those things. And so we will be working to uh, secure investors and philanthropy. There will be a whole uh, whole phase of fundraising around these projects. Uh, but we know that we have to be ambitious and uh, set the target, and we are going to do everything we can to pull all those pieces together to make them, this project a reality. When you say fundraising, <clears throat> do you have in mind the RDC would be fundraising for specific projects, or how, how would that look? Like sponsorships? So um, wh- when I say fundraising, I mean, I think that the cultural center is going to have to, uh, f- you know, the Brooks does what they do in terms of fundraising and things mm-hmm. of that nature. And so that project is going to take its own on track on, on the aquarium piece. Um, traditionally or typically in other communities, you have private partners that come in with either debt and equity. Uh, that allows them to participate in the project. And so those types of things have to be structured for other components. There may be uh, things that the TDZ covers the expenses for, like uh, things associated with Cossett Library, for instance, or uh, things associated with some of the other riverfront improvements around Tom Lee Park. Uh, those things could uh, involve uh, direct city dollars and not necessarily be as uh, privately funded. RDC may play a role in that. Um, that's still to be determined. Are we going to do the project piecemeal, like uh, the Mud Island first and then the 
cultural center or vice versa? Or what, what's going to be the structure of that? I think that's going to be dependent wholly on the the, the finances. Um, you know, if if one piece is ready to go and the other isn't, we would try to uh, move the ones forward that can move forward and uh, ensure that we still have the flexibility to uh, get other components done as we go. Hmm. Tell me about the pedestrian bridge, because that's going to be, I would imagine, have to be a high structure because of the uh, the boats that are passing underneath. Right. What, what, how, how is that going to work? Just you know, from a, a physics point. point so, so when you um, when you get to essentially where you are on the bluff, you don't have to mm-hmm. go that much higher um, to cross over. Yeah. Um, so you're talking about where that parking garage is right now? Exactly. That's my old parking garage, by the way. I used to park there. <laughs> I've heard a couple of people <laughs> I'm, say I'm very that. happy that's getting torn down. So. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard a couple of people say they park there. And, uh, you know, parking downtown is an, is a challenge anyway. Mm-hmm. And so uh, DMC and other groups, we're all going to be working together to look at parking comprehensively, just as yeah. uh, the fire department will be looking at the, their fire needs comprehensively. Um, so those things will be addressed. And in terms of, of the bridge, um, you know, the architects and engineers have looked at uh, the height requirements and things of that nature uh, for the boats to still be able to pass. And essentially, it needs to be at the same level of the bottom of the tram, if that makes sense. So if you think okay. about uh, the um, the tram that goes over to Mud Island, the bottom of it is essentially the height requirement that's needed for boats to be able to pass. And so if you think of that as the floor for the for the bridge. Gotcha. Okay. And, and I believe you said the tram will still continue to operate. Yeah. So our goal is to, um, make that the, the true entrance for the park on the, um, side where it is, um, near Adams in front, Mm -hmm. uh, improve the entrance, obviously, uh, improve the actual trams that go across and, uh, make it an experience. So the aquarium experience would actually start right there at, uh, Adams and Front Street when you come to that ticketing booth. Mm, gotcha. And I'm glad you brought up, brought up ticketing. So it's it's not going to be free. There will be right. tickets and that will help uh, uh, defray the cost. Oh, yeah, absolutely. As well, so. Absolutely. Well, going back to parking, I know that's that's got to be a huge uh, problem um, going forward. Are, what, what are we going to any, any thoughts on how we address that? I know you said we're looking at it. Um, you know, are we going to put a parking garage underneath the cultural center? What What's going to be this? Yeah, so so part of the idea is to think about can you tuck parking underneath uh, the cultural center, uh, looking at where there are opportunities to park under the, you know, I mentioned trying to close uh, Monroe Street and creating this civic plaza. Uh, could there be parking under that? Um, and just looking at parking needs comprehensively, what are the parking needs for different businesses uh, in the area and are there ways to co-locate parking garages we want to think about structured parking and how we can do structured parking in a way where it can serve multiple users and not just one use Mm, gotcha okay now transitioning a little bit uh, to another TDZ uh, fairgrounds is uh, coming up pretty quick right November 6th is when the city will unveil its plan for the fairgrounds Uh, tell me a little bit about um, where that process is currently and what people can do to get involved and where they go to see the final plan uh, when it's announced. Yeah, so so memphisfairgrounds.com is the website. There's a, a, a trove of information that's there on past projects and past plans that were uh, made for the area. 
also include some of the uh, information that we're using as part of our analysis in terms of um, some of the studies that have been done to show markets, market share for different types of sports and things of that nature. So I would encourage people to go there to uh, check out information, information that has been developed by partners like the Coliseum Coalition and uh, Friends of the Fairgrounds. They have uh, done various different reports and studies. And so that information all lives on that website in terms of uh, where we are in the process. We're really in this analysis phase where we're looking at uh, how much revenue Revenue can actually be uh, attained um, in the area. And so what that means essentially is when you look at a TDZ, you have to generate X amount of sales taxes in the area in order to pay for the thing that you're trying to build. Um, and we are at the point now where we are trying to estimate how much sales tax growth we can expect to see as a result of the project that we uh, would like to build. And as many people know, the the project, the, at least the core of our project, is to uh, develop a youth sports facility uh, that is multi-purpose, one where you can uh, have uh, various different types of competitive sports, ranging from volleyball, basketball, fencing, gymnastics, cheer, all the types of things that many families across the city travel across the region uh, to experience. We want to be able to host those things right here. Uh, we're also having a lot of conversations about what will be uh, in the public realm um, because it's not going to be a community center. Um, and so, uh, but even with that, we still want to work out different agreements with uh, local recreational leagues, the schools and things of that nature so that uh, there, there are opportunities for use of the facility. But we're also looking on the outside, are there uh, ways to do sports fields, um, uh, basketball courts, other things that uh, the general public will be able to experience on the fairground site. Uh, in keeping with one of the, the points that Marvin Stockwell from the um, Friends of the Fairgrounds Coalition, always Friends of the Fairgrounds, not the coalition. Right. He was a part of the coalition at some point. Right. But one of the, the points that he always makes is that uh, whatever we build should be for Memphians and tourists. Um, and so we want to make sure that we stay true to that that point. Now, the Coliseum, right. any word on whether that survives or not and what its use would be? Well, it's, it's certainly going to survive. Okay. Um, we, we, we think that um, we have to be creative about how um, it can be reused. Um, there are some costs that we presented at the uh, previous one of our previous meetings. It would take roughly thirty seven million dollars to bring it up to a fully functioning a use. And so we're trying to balance that need with all the other needs for the site because we have to build a youth sports facility in order to qualify for the TDZ. And so um, at a minimum, we will uh, try to come up with ways to uh, do fundraising around it um, and uh, see if there's a way to maintain that, that asset in this community. One more thing before I let you go. Um, <clears throat> going back to the Brooks, mm -hmm. the facility they're in currently is a city-owned facility. Uh, I was just curious if you know yet what that could be, if there are any talk, uh, preliminary discussions about what's going to happen there. I hadn't been a part of those those conversations just yet. I'm sure there are people that are looking at it. I know that uh, it's a really nice facility and a, a very, very nice location. Beautiful. I'm sure Beautiful. That there a are. A little leaky, I uh, hear. So. Well, I'm sure there are a number <laughs> of, of, of entities that would uh, step up and, and be a part of it. So mm -hmm. uh, I know that those conversations will be ongoing with, um, with Tina Sullivan and her grew at the Overton Park Conservancy in the city and in Brooks. And so I'm confident that there will be a, a use that um, can help meet the needs of, of the community there. 
And Paul, last question before we go. Um, I know the city has a lot on its plate right now. What, what's the next project? Um, I think we got our hands full on these big projects. I think that, uh, you know, uh, a lot of the work that we do in my division doesn't necessarily get the same level of attention as, as these two projects with the fairgrounds and downtown work. But uh, we have some things going on with green and healthy homes uh, where we are working to uh, align the work we do with uh, weatherization and lead program with uh, programs that are happening through Labonner and their asthma programs. And so we're trying to do a better job of, of targeting units so that we can improve health outcomes for families. And so uh, that's one uh, we are working uh, with different nonprofits throughout the community to make improvements to housing all over. Um, there are uh, countless projects that are underway that we fund. And then lastly, I'll mention um, we are getting ready to open up our SCIF process. And SCIF stands for Strategic Community Investment Fund. Um, and so this is the way that housing and community development provides grants to nonprofits and entities, developers uh, that are looking to do projects in the community. Uh, we're going to have a, uh, a, a big open house, uh, so to speak, on uh, December 1st at the library. It'll is probably that, start around 830. Is that new? a new program? It's not new. It's it's actually happened every year. It'll be different this year because uh, we are transitioning to an electronic process um, as opposed to a paper process, which is it has been over the last you know, 15, 20 years. And so it'll be a little bit different than it has been, but it is a, a significant opportunity for uh, organizations that are working to make an impact to this community can can get some funding from uh, the city of Memphis. More information on housing and community development's website, I'm sure. Yes, memphishcd.org. Thank you, Paul. All right, thanks. This is the Commercial Appeal. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.